0: You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Freeman. As always, I am one of the co-hosts of the Locked on Pacers podcast. And join me on the other line. He now writes for Forbes as a Pacer writer. It's Mr. Tony East. Tony, we'll start with the lottery. We're not going to do our big seminar right now, but what do you think that Pelicans winning the first pick?
1: I'm happy for them.
0: Do you think it was Mostly,
1: okay, I'm mostly happy for them because they just hired that Nets assistant GM today. So they now have loaded up their training staff in front office. They have a good coach. I mean, they, they, they set themselves up.
0: Gail Benson is balling. I think Dave Griffin is one of the better GMs in the league, at least.
1: Oh, he is. He, and he's great for these rebuild-type situations. You know, he was the guy in Cleveland when LeBron went to Miami.
0: Well, and he's the perfect guy that if you've got a young superstar that they're going to have in Zion that you can um, – <laughs> That will not like rush the process the way they do with yes. Essentially, he'll like sit back. and say, Okay, how do I build this out three, five, seven year kind of run? He won a title for a Cleveland team. <laughs> like yeah.
1: that's that's a big deal. That's that's when the resume start, right there. When did he start there? Did he get LeBron there because he wasn't the the guy in charge I thought, but he started there
0: after he I, left. I, I think, think. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that he was like a lower, like lower on the rung there for a while, and then got, got promoted job. up. Right? He's super good
1: though. There's a reason he
0: so got he. Hired. Yeah, so it looks like he was in Phoenix for a few years and then became in the Cat 2010, so right when LeBron was leaving.
1: Yes, so credit to, to Gail Benson for saying, you know what, I know it's a football town, but I'm investing in these Pelicans, baby.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Griffin isn't a cheap one. That's why he no. left Cleveland.
1: No, he's not. <laughs> they, they
0: did not want to pay him. Um, all right, so what's what, cool. let's switch to Pacer stuff. Um, the the awards were announced, or the, the top three nominees the top three. for the, the
1: what a stupid thing they do that a month before the awards show.
0: Well, I mean, we talked about this. The NBA awards are, the but way the they are, are, stupid. Why are they not after the season ends? Like, Why are they, or after the regular season ends, not after the whole playoffs in January and June when nobody gives a crap?
1: Didn't I say that on here? It's like, why don't they, there's like, what, those three days between the end of the regular season and the playoffs? Why don't they have the awards show then, and then the whole playoffs they could sell, like, it's the MVP versus whoever. You know, exactly. Like that? Wouldn't no. that be so much smarter?
0: No, and there, and there was, there's real potential that, like, if James Harden ended up playing Giannis in the NBA Finals, you would know who was the yeah. MVP, and it'd be a battle. Okay, well, he won yeah. the Vincent MVP. Who's going to win the, the Finals MVP, or like that, or
1: yeah. all that kind
0: of stuff? Or, or when Giannis plays the uh, the Warriors, you can say, well, now there are four, there are three MVPs out there on the court in the NBA Finals. You know, I agree out. with
1: you. It's ridiculously dumb. Yeah, but they do it the way they do. No one even cares. Everyone's so stoked about free agency at June 29th or whenever
0: they do it. Yeah, I don't think I even watched the awards last year. I know. I, I remember didn't. they did, they did well, the player. Last, okay,
1: last year was stupid too because we knew who was going to win like every single award. That's fair. <laughs> I mean,
0: we even had Vic who was in it and I didn't even care that much. Like, yeah.
1: Well, um, year, you know, I think I know who's going to win all of them except for maybe Defensive Player of the Year, but I still think I know who's going to
0: win. <laughs> I think, think MVP is closer than you think. Uh,
1: I think of the known, who those people that track like the known votes, I think it's uh, pretty clear who's going to win MVP. Giannis? Yeah. Not that Harden wasn't know. awesome, but man Anywho, so they the, i don't know that this is for sure but i'm pretty sure the top three just means they finished top three in final voting so that's like the three guys who can win in a lot of cases we know but so i thought there was a chance and and correct me if you think that i was stupid for thinking there was a chance in any of these that they could have had sub bonus for sixth man so bonus for mip most improved yeah uh, maybe on an outside chance Boeing on for most improved but that probably wouldn't happen just because narrative and he's 30 and stuff Maybe Nate for Coach of the Year. He shouldn't have won, but he could have been top three. And then Miles for Defensive Player. And of those, they got one. Well, remember, Thad was nominated for Teammate of the Year. Dad got Teammate of the Year. That's true, and I think he could win that.
0: Um, yeah, anyway. I, I don't. Th- I think when you look at it for Coach of the Year, there were too many good candidates for Nate to get in there. I mean, you're right. If this was last year, Nate might have actually.
1: I'm not mad. He wasn't top three. So no, but it,
0: if the Patriots had won 55 games without Vic, he might have been in it. Like yep. if they have been the two seed, but they were at that point where it's like, okay, they're. Not really get tenders at this point. Basically, they were kind of like outside contention. But I mean, especially because what Mike Malone basically took a Denver team that was not in the playoffs to have won like fifty six games. One like went
1: away from the conference finals,
0: right? Were not they like close to being number one seed for a while? Like yep. that's, I mean, Budold did Doc, the same.
1: What, what Doc did for that Clippers team was insanity. They were the Pacers of last year. They were predicted to win like thirty three games or whatever, and they yeah. were. Amazing. And Coach
0: Bud took a forty something win team to sixty <laughs> wins.
1: Bud Bud probably should win. But also, Bud is a testament to how terrible Jason Kidd is at this whole coaching thing.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> also he got like he got hired at the perfect time, right as he was sort of becoming a star. Like, like this was like the perfect year to coach on It was right as he was becoming but the other.
1: But like, obviously, yes, like Giannis being on his team helps him a lot. Like, look at the Hawks team; he got to sixty wins. Like, Bud is some kind of special, getting rosters to like
0: play perfect to their talent. Yeah, let's see if he can win any major playoff series. So far, so good? Yeah, so far, so good. But, I mean, the first two rounds were probably cakewalks. Well. joke. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was just like, Giannis, go score 30 a game, we're going to win. <laughs> the only now,
1: loss was the Celtics being like, we kind of get how to stop you. And then he was like, nah, never mind. No,
0: the, the thing about them, though, is kind of crazy that they're not really – I haven't played anybody who is like – even the Raptors compared to them are like on a strict level is not even close to their level. If you look at their point differential and all that stuff. So I wonder at what – like if they take the Warriors as six, that accomplishment or whatnot, and like if there's some kind of like – yeah, they're kind of a cakewalk to the NBA finals because of the competition, but then they get smoked. Where do they fall like the screws this,
1: this or award related, but I want to ask you this. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it. Since KG joined the Warriors, this is only three years. It's not like a huge sample. But is this Bucks team the best non-Warriors team? Or is it last year's Rockets? I think it's the Bucks this year.
0: So are we not kind of like Captain that beat them the year before? I said the right. KD, KD Yeah.
1: K D era. No, I think
0: the the Rockets
1: and the Bucs were, oh, maybe. I guess the Kyrie was on that team. The Kyrie, Kevin
0: Love team that took them to five. Maybe, 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 maybe.
1: But the Rockets took them to seven and six. Like, they're clearly –
0: Yeah, but that that Warriors team was –
1: They took them to seven and then they beat the Cavs in five.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but that first year Warriors team was before they had all this baggage. That's true. I don't, know.
1: I don't know. That that is probably one of the top three. I shouldn't have written them off. Yeah. You
0: know, I, don't, I mean, you know. I don't know. We'll see what we'll see. I mean, we'll see if KD, how many games he plays in the finals. If they end up in the finals and all that stuff. And
1: yeah. oh yeah, in case the Warriors reverse sweep them, yeah, better better head your bet there, Adam.
0: Blazers reverse sweep them. Oh, Blazers. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to like jinx anything. I mean, you you came on this with podcast an before.
1: Miller, if they get reverse up, I would. You be,
0: came on this podcast before we started and said Brooke Koepka was going to win the PGA Championship. He's up seven strokes. I came with him to lose, and then you know, I don't want to jinx anybody.
1: Let's just look who's winning the PGA Championship.
0: Right anyways, okay, see how let's, close let's, that is now. Let's, let's move to Pacer related <laughs> stuff. Um, so, uh, the only award they were Pacer in besides um Team of the Year was Demontis sixth Man of the Year. You. You were pissed that, uh, I'm that angry, there were Adam. two Clippers in the final three because how could, angry. One be, how could both be the sixth man of the one? right? <laughs> Call, I mean,
1: we've done this on the show already. Call the award best bench player if you want to do it like that.
0: Um, is there a chance that Lou and Harold cross each other out and then Sabonis wins? No. Like, you know, the, that happens in the MVP a lot where like KD and Steph, who both probably had arguably better years and basically I would say better than Paul George maybe, got crossed out because they play together.
1: Yeah, they're. I mean, they're fifth and sixth basically. They're both really good. It's hard to separate their value from each other. Um, no, because I think the difference is, like, Katie and Steph are both amazing, whereas, like, Lou is the best bench player and Montrez is just, like, a very good bench player. Like, I think that everyone's, like, Lou's number one done. Sold. So is bonus two, though? Yes, I think he should be two.
0: So what does that do for his trade value? Just curious. No, nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> how many years did Jamal Crawford... Get moved around <laughs> because he was the sixth man of the year for a couple of years in a row. Maul
1: Crawford's been bad for a while. I feel bad for team. Yeah, like but
0: when he was at his peak, it was like this guy's sixth man of the year. He's like your you gotta get sixth man of the year. Like your bench unit leader would be great. Yeah. So yeah, Jamal
1: Crawford really averaged twenty points a game. I mean, Lou averaged twenty points a game last year. Yeah, I feel like
0: Lou's better than Jamal Crawford. I'm a, I'm such a big Lou Williams fan. So what does the have to do to win the Sixth Man of the Year award next year? Uh, Average 18 not 20. foul as much, so he can play more minutes. Right? What was, final, what was his pretty final? Pretty much it.
1: Final? i didn't look that uh, up real quick. Uh, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I up because we were going to talk about him when we did the awards. But.
0: Um, so fourteen point one points and nine point three yeah. rebounds per game.
1: Yeah, Lou finished at twenty uh, at, at twenty three and five point five. Twenty slash three slash. the
0: bonus shot fifty nine percent from the yeah.
1: field. Pacers record. All time record.
0: Wow, really? Did you not know that? I I feel like I probably did, but I it, talked about
1: it on the show because if he had missed one more shot, Mahimi would still have it.
0: <laughs> that's great company, Yeah, right
1: yeah, he made it exactly. That year,
0: Mahimi averaged like eight points, and everybody lost their shit. Yeah, that was the year before
1: it. he got a seventy-two million dollar contract or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what's the bonus? Might get this author then, anyways.
1: Yeah, that's true. except one of them deserves that. Anyway. Yes, yeah, one one the bonus is the
0: has had a couple years where it's this good. I mean, this is, I
1: think if he wins, his value goes up, but like the getting second doesn't do anything for your trade value to me.
0: Yeah. So, so Pollard is probably going to finish third in the MVP race. I mean, I think that's guaranteed. Definitely going to finish third adding in. So, I mean, I don't want to like rehash the trade because, well, I kind of do a little bit. Um, that's that's exactly what you're about to do, isn't it? In a sense, because you look (laughs) at the bonus, right? So when you add a combined value did the Pacers, Get more out of it. I guess I'm still trying to think, trying to phrase this right. We're going to be
1: talking about this in like 2025.
0: No, but it's interesting question because it's it's well, you got you got so many superstars this year that are going to be leaving teams or could have been traded or whatever. That like the Pacers probably get the best value of any superstar ever. 2
1: time All Star plus uh, a young
0: sixth man budding candidate. I mean, I I mean, I guess maybe this goes more to like we were talking before the show. Like you look at some of the like the Pacers last time they had like a top. They had the top 50, 14 pick in the lottery. They picked one of like the only five good players. Like, did the Patriots just have good have a good development system? Like, is there something here that
1: I've known that for forever?
0: Right. I mean, like, like you look at Sabonis, Oklahoma City, now, and yet
1: people still have the audacity to say they're not playing their rookies enough. Like, they don't
0: know what they're doing. No, I know. Okay, thanks, Tony. Thanks. Thanks for the shot fired right at me. Not brought, you. It's all right of her. History. I've
1: had to I've had to defend it a million times because, like, of the playoff teams, Holiday had the fifth most minutes of
0: any rookie, which is like it's a big deal. Well, cause, I mean, if you, you look at it like Sabonis. Compares numbers to really is one-year Oakland's versus two in Indiana. And it's like night and day.
1: Oh yeah. Well, don't put them at the I mean, four. It,
0: it, <laughs> well, that, that, that could be, but it's just interesting to me that like, is, is there something, what <laughs> is there something in the water in Indiana where somehow <laughs> they can, they figure out how to develop rookies. I mean, they, they've turned a, I mean, leaf obviously is one of the exceptions to that rule, but they turn a lot of players who you would like, you would kind of like our 50, 50 picks, whatever, you know, you pick a guy after 10 is kind of a shot in the dark, whether it's going to be good or not. You don't really know. And he turn them into valuable top 60, 70 players.
1: Yeah, they've done a great job at that.
0: And I, I mean, a great job at that. I I just think Sabonis is like the testament to that. It's kind of nice. Yeah.
1: and a lot of that too is beyond actually like I mean obviously they get the player better at skills, but like they are good at at recognizing what guys are good at and putting them in the right position to be that player. You know, they don't they don't play guys in an awkward position or anything like that very often. Like with a bonus in OKC or something like that. You know, like a lot of those guys, what is it called? The second draft, those guys who they suck on their first team and then another team picks them up and all of a sudden they do well because they're playing in the right situation and role. Oladipo fits in that one too. Oladipo does fit in that one pretty well. You know, I mean, he obviously, I know other stuff changed for him, but like higher usage for him was like a lot of what it was.
0: Well, and I also think the idea they really – going back, back to four centers now, they've turned four centers to players who got big contracts or going yeah. to get contracts, yeah. going to Roy Hibbert, to Mahimi, to Turner, to Dasabonis They really? really haven't had a dud. Who was the fourth leader? Jeff Foster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that. But No, but during those runs, there's been also one kind of common there I think Popeye Jones has been the coach since... Yep,
1: the, very the,
0: good, very good. And it all gets to me wondering that, is the Pacers coaching staff, is it McMillan, or is it the infrastructure he has behind him they've had since, really, since... I, this might be crazy, Adam, but it can be both. I know, but it seems like to me the image they've had behind the head coach for so many years. Like it I I think Popeye's been the coach for I can't know, can't remember how long, but it's been a long time. Same with Dan Burke, obviously. Like maybe there's something there. I just like,
1: Googled Popeye Jones and apparently hit down, and I Googled Popeyes. <laughs> well, he, Popeye is the one who's got his son as a hockey player, right? I think so. I believe he is. I think that is correct. When did he start with the Pacers? I should know that. Um
0: 2013. 2013. Okay, so it was towards the end of Hibbert, I guess.
1: 2013. It's Bill Baino's birthday as we're recording, Adam. Happy birthday to one of those infrastructure guys, Bill Baino.
0: Oh, nice. Also want to say that Popeye was from Dresden, Tennessee, which is not far from where I live currently.
1: Hey, Dresden. I have no idea what that is. It's a small
0: town in West Tennessee.
1: Tennessee, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, they, they've had good infrastructure for a long time. Dan Burke being the guy. Yeah. Maybe okay. Jeremy
0: Millen doesn't win Coach of the Year.
1: Do another reward. Um, Turner, not on Defensive Player of the Year, top three. That should go out to be Giannis, Rudy Gobert, and Paul George. I have no qualms with Giannis, Rudy Gobert, Paul George being there. They're all very good defenders. I just, I think Miles had a chance, but he's not. I don't know. It's fine. Those it's
0: they should reward him for his block, leading the league in blocks.
1: Leading the league in blocks, yeah. If he had one more, he went at 200. That could have been a big selling point.
0: How many games did Paul Jordan play?
1: 70?
0: Okay, so about the same as Turner. Is that Turner. right? Was that right? Yeah, you ended up playing 77 this year. Why? Well, I feel like he missed more than that. I um, do too. Man, he re- he cover- recovered too fast from that shoulder injury yeah, I mean, that no, he's, he's not really now having surgery he for. He never recovered from it. He just came in. <laughs> right.
1: Well, that's another thing with PG. It's like how much do we do we – we can't prop him up for being injured. That's not fair, but – you know, that did – like he was playing so much better
0: pre-February before the injury. Yeah.
1: I can't believe Andrew he finally Allen.
0: had that that offensive jump this year. We've we been, we been waiting for that PG to happen for, like, <laughs> God knows how many years, and it finally happened at age 28. That's ridiculous.
1: 28? I, I bet next year is his best offensive year of his career.
0: Not if, I don't know how long he's going to be out with this soldier injury.
1: Oh, yeah. Damn. I take back what I just said. You yeah. know the thing I just said out loud? I take it back. Or did he have labrum surgery? Is that what ended up happening? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think he had a torn labrum or something like that.
0: Because that's what Andrew Luck had, and Andrew Luck missed a way too much time. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. It's not the big of a deal. Yeah, um, no, I'm not that mad. I'm not that mad, mad about Turner not being in the top. Those three, three
1: guys but, were all great defensive players.
0: Yeah, it's fine.
1: Turner it, would have been top five probably.
0: Yeah, well, be top five.
1: I agree. No problems. Most improved player. The three guys were Pascal Siakam, who I think will win, although breathing right down his neck, De'Aaron Fox, and D'Angelo Russell uh, were the top three. Sabonis is probably right there. I bet he's four, but I, I can't see him being ahead of any of those guys. No, again, I, I, that's also fine. The promise he had he had a really good year two years ago. So did Siakam. That was a fun debate I saw on Twitter. Was, you know, should Siakam get more credit from going from pretty good to really good, as much credit as De'Aaron Fox gets from going from bad to good? You know, how do you? Rank the per like, how do you rank the distance from A to B? Is it a percentile thing? Is it a raw distance? Like, uh, this is not the discussion people want to hear. No, but so we have the same discussion, <laughs> you know what I'm saying,
0: 18 17- with Giannis versus um, Ol- 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 that's true. That's Giannis leaped from 23 points to 27 points, but Ol-inator went from probably like 16 to 22, and it's like. What's better, you know, Giannis going from like top twenty to top five, or going? Some of the
1: benefit three? for Giannis was he won the award the year before. Is that <laughs> what it was, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's hard to be a most improved player, and then again, be a most
0: improved. I mean, he player. improved the most two years in a row. <laughs> he might probably. have. he
1: might have. There's a reason he's an MVP. He
0: player. might have improved the mo- like three years in a row, really. <laughs> no kidding. Remember that when when Steph won MVP and then when
1: unanimous MVP people were like Steph should win most improved I was like man a back to back MVP also winning most improved is
0: just like well, <laughs> just he, he went weird. To another level I mean he, he went- did
1: he totally did and that's been- why that's why it's hard to to like Quantify what the most like you have to have your own criteria
0: for most improved.
1: Anyway, usually
0: for me, most improved means a player that was a unknown becoming a known quantity and like a top 50, whatever player. I think that,
1: that's, that's Siakam this year.
0: Yeah. I, or, I think or, or Russell. I mean, Russell or Fox are not far behind. Like you said.
1: No, they both were very awesome.
0: Or like, I feel like Sabonis was probably in the top. What was he right? less year in SI 60, something in the SI 100. Last year, Sabonis was he even in the hundred. Yeah, he was. Remember him. No, and Turner was. Yes, was. Next, yes. Him and Turner were next to each other in the SI coming into the year.
1: Am I crazy?
0: No, you. yeah, you are crazy. They were They were ranked back-to-back. I don't remember this. Keep talking. Tony, we spent like a good three shows. I know, we
1: talked about like like two podcasts in a row.
0: Because it was like the perfect July-August content that we needed to get our podcast. Thank
1: you, Sports Illustrated. September 10th. That was huge for us.
0: Yeah, mid-September. It was right before the crazy. What
1: what number did you think Sabonis was?
0: Somewhere in the 60s or late 50s? I spelled his name wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. 79. He was 79? What was Turner then? Uh...
1: Maybe they weren't back to 67. Miles was the rank you thought they were.
0: And then Sabonis was so maybe they're back to back in ESPN's 100. I'm trying, to, I thought is they Siakam were on here. Sounds like, no, not on here. Sounds like the way that you're not there. The old Microsoft ding when you can't search anything.
1: D'Angelo Russell is not here. And De'Aaron Fox is definitely not here. So that's
0: what I mean. Where Sabonis was a known quantity valuable player, and he probably improved his stock from 79 to what 60? 50? Yeah, it, and yeah. Turner probably went from sixty-seven to forty. 60. But, the same. <laughs> oh, you don't think you think sponsor went up more than Turner?
1: I think he improved by the most raw number. No, right? no, but I mean,
0: an overall. Oh, like, oh, 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 oh! No, 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 no. Spauls, I think right, right. will be ranked in the. i probably ranked in the forties. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yes. Right yes That's I'm thinking. Mean.
1: Ooh, I, I was like Adam. What well, you like? It ranks above Turner. And I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyway. We, this this, am, this award is ambiguous, but I don't know a way to slice it where Sabonis is ahead of
0: any of those three guys. Yeah. I think the best case honestly is, is Bojan should have had a better case than he did. I, I agree. He didn't. We never talked about that and we should have. I think about it a, a little game bit, game but there. he never really, ca- he the problem is his improvement came so late in the year. And by that point, yeah, like let's be honest after like all-star break, if your team is locked to a play spot, the basketball got kind of like in a dead period, I'd say most of March. Right. I mean, most kind of have been like, okay, Ready for the playoffs, stop paying attention day to day the way, you know, they were maybe in December, January range. Yeah. And so
1: the, the the look- had a uh, Sabonis 89
0: and Turner 50. By the where way, do they, where do they have Sabonis? 89. Oh, I, I don't know why I thought they were so close, close to each other. I could have, maybe it was like sad and were, I don't know. I have, we're talking, about I don't know. About At this point, <laughs> it's not what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> do they have Pascal on theirs? No, they not, don't. Probably they not. Really Pascal don't. wasn't. I mean, he was fine last year, but it wasn't anything. And he, yeah, I think he'd be an All Star next year. He was awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Was he not an All Star this year? No, he, wasn't. he was not.
1: He was very close. or on, one, right? Yeah, second or third guy out.
0: Simmons That's got him right? over him, right? That was the probably the one Deser-
1: deservedly, but yes.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So. Yeah, and then is that it? Is that all we got for awards?
0: Um. Do you want to talk about Bowen a little bit? I mean, we can look at his improvements. Real oh, second.
1: for sure. He massive. I mean. W- but the so the hard part with Boyan and like the way you sell this award is like guys who didn't watch the Pacers look and they'll see that he went from 14.3 to 18 points and be like that's it. But it's like you had to watch it and see like he can finally dribble and do all this stuff he, he, and he was still know.
0: 40 80. I mean that's yeah. all, almost. I yeah. mean he was 49.7 so did they round really. up that or no? <laughs> I will. Okay. He I mean he shot 20 they use field goal percentage it
1: should be two point percentage, three point percentage, free throw percentage.
0: Well, no, that's the difficulty of it. Is that you have to be able to shoot really good from three and at a high and a low and a volume that you can still but shoot. But then three
1: points the count in both.
0: I I know, but that's, that's I why it's like hard. It. That's why it's a really yeah. hard thing to accomplish.
1: It is very hard. I'm not. That's, I don't that's the point that. of
0: it. It's not supposed to be something easy to accomplish that like a bowhead by kind can accomplish, essentially. It's supposed he to didn't. be like an elite <laughs> club of he was, like
1: he five. Tender, people. His best season ever, free throws wouldn't even have gotten it for him, right? Isn't there, isn't the club only like. It's usually like just Steph. Well, it's Steph, <laughs> Dirk, and Katie, I feel like, are the three. I want to look it up. Reggie, like, I think had a year too since two thousand. Okay, I'll do since 1990s. We can get Reggie on the list. I think I he did. I could be wrong. I think he did. Adam, Adam, Adam. Well, the hardest part Fox. is, the, is <laughs> <laughs> the
0: hardest part is the free throws. To be honest, the that hardest is...
1: part is definitely the free throws. <laughs> it's shooting nine hundred free throws—that is insanely hard. hard. Man, well, why can't I find season? Am I dumb? There it is. Oh,
0: like if I read, didn't. What is what is? Steph has missed a free throw in like what three three years in the playoffs now, something like that. That is not true. That is false. No, that is. Did he miss one last game? That is false. No, that just can't be true. No, it's true. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just saying that. Right.
1: <laughs> that cannot be right. Look that up.
0: Last time Steph Curry missed a that free throw. can't be
1: right. right. You're lying to me.
0: <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I've watched the games. They keep showing the same stuff. Yeah, I
1: am also watching the games. All right. 50. I'm finally on the on the border of 50, 40, 90 here. I want to know how many times it's been done since 1990. That way Reggie can be on our list. Anywho, Boyan was close, which is the the point we're trying to make the answer is 23 times step
0: okay so steph curry hasn't hasn't missed a free throw in the playoffs in 2015 nba finals wow just just so you know it's That's a real stat. yeah um, the only
1: pacer is reggie you are correct okay uh 50.3 42.1 90.8 a lot of these guys is like stupid i should have done this differently there are five guys on here Oh, there are six, seven guys on here that played under a hundred minutes. And yeah, it doesn't count.
0: You know, you I'm gonna them.
1: add a 500 minutes thing and then it'll be like
0: 15 dudes. Um, but like I think the thing about Bullion 2 is his improvement to an overall just like efficiency, just because it was it was slightly like he only went up 10, 20 percent.
1: It's the type of shots.
0: Yeah, but it's just like that the improvement from 40 to 42 and a half is like that's the hardest level to improve.
1: Adam, who's the only 50, 40, 90 player in the NBA this year?
0: This year it had to be Steph, right? It was not Steph. So not PG? No, PG didn't nope, do it. They're
1: still playing in the playoffs.
0: There's still has to be Dame, right? It is Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon? What do he shoot, like three threes a game? It's
1: Malcolm Brogdon. He shot uh, 244 threes in however many games he played. So, yeah, about three. <laughs> oh, man. All That's right. funny. That is funny.
0: Um. All these names
1: are huge names on here. And then Myers Leonard sneaking in at the end.
0: Well, isn't there a certain shot total, like, field goals average per game, whatever, like, virtual two?
1: I think it's 100 shots from all of them, and he did not have enough free throw attempts. Okay. Steve Kerr on there? That's interesting. All right. I I think we've exhausted this award. Boleon did very
0: well, efficiency-wise, is what we're trying to say. Um, I think we should take a break, and then we'll talk about something a little more somber next segment. All right, welcome back in the Locked on Pacers podcast. All right, Tony, so I think we have to talk about Tyler Evans.
1: What a what a sad and crazy story to come out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, no. Um,
1: Banned for two years from the NBA or disqualified. I should use a better word. He can qualify for reinstatement in two years. Dismissed for violating the anti-drug program. Um a la OJ Mayo and Chris Anderson. OJ Mayo never came back. Chris Anderson did.
0: However, I have not looked up the ages of their returns. Uh, uh, Chris that's, Anderson, I can look it up real fast. I believe he was still in his 30s when he returned.
1: Chris Anderson. He returned in 2008, so he was definitely not 30 yet. Um I thought it was like yeah. Maybe I'm wrong there. Uh, he but, was 30 on the dot. Okay. So that will be exactly time you say he'll it. be 31. Um, very sad for him because if I mean, if you see the list of things that this happens for, it's very serious. So I hope he's doing okay. Yeah. Doing okay. He gets the help he needs if he needs it. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's sad. That's all you can say.
0: Yeah. Um, which probably the qualification is it's not for, you don't disqualified for like marijuana or anything like that. Correct. So it, it is or, a much-
1: or PEDs. I think those were the two things that I kept seeing people just shout out that was like, guys, like, come on. No,
0: because if you, if you. I'm pretty sure for marijuana, there's like a lot of. Actually,
1: that- the the for for marijuana, every suspension is an
0: increment of five games. Yeah, right. It's like it's like only steps. It doesn't quite five and
1: fifteen, et cetera. You can't get banned for it.
0: Yeah, and that's good. Good on them because other leagues are not that way, like the NFL. Agreed. Um, Josh, think about um, Josh, <laughs> Josh, Gordon, right? Yeah. Um, but then also PEDs, they would make it more public because they want to almost embarrass, not embarrass, but I guess they want to embarrass the the player in a sense if they did PEDs. Or this is something where they don't want to embarrass the player and they want to actually make sure he gets the help he needs and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting the way that this goes down, because I think it's silly that they're like taking away someone's livelihood in the instance when they need help. You know, I think there, there have been a lot of valid arguments that that's probably the wrong way to go about it. But I I don't know sports law things like that enough have to have like a, a a great alternative or anything like that. I just I think that is a good point, and I think it's crazy that these guys get banned when no domestic abusers are still in the league. But I that's digress. that's also
0: fair. I, mean, that, yeah, that's, I digress. No, that that's a fair point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know if there's some some help from the league or whatever. I don't know what the you know if you're banned is there not some like, program you go to get help from the league because this is, you're right. This is the kind of moment where these players probably need more help than they, they were getting it anyways. And they need to have some kind of family or some kind of community behind them. I guess.
1: Yeah. So. I, I hope he's okay. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think we can draw any comparisons to his play or anything like that. Based on that, we just don't know what the, what it was for, but we would hope he gets the, uh, yeah, he needs. <laughs> that's it. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I, I mean it with, I can't, Talk about it without the knowledge, like to know because that's so out of place. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. He can, I think he can play in other leagues. So for his like alternatives, because didn't OJ Mayo play somewhere?
0: Yeah. Uh, I imagine the band doesn't carry to... I mean, that may has no He's banned from the NBA NBA is not banned from playing basketball. That's impossible. So I do wonder if he get some help if we'll see him play in China or uh, in Europe, something like that.
1: So post Bucks, uh, O.J. Mayo
0: played in Spain last year. Well, and this this stinks for a guy like Tyrico. Ty- oh, Ty- I mean, no matter what, he was going to get a contract, what we think, $5, $6, 7000000 million next year. I mean, that's what he was probably going to make. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, he wasn't getting any long-term during in the bed. You know, he hadn't put himself in that position, but he was definitely going to make a nice chunk of money again next year.
1: I really want – yeah. I know. I, I really wonder what's next for him. It's sad.
0: Well, and it, it takes right in the heart of his kind of – prime yes, right? I mean, what is he, 29 years old now? He signed a one year deal with the Pacers on purpose to try to get playoff experience and
1: up his value for his last long term deal.
0: Yeah, he turned 30 in September. So, I mean, because I mean, he can't, he, he was coming off that just fantastic year. And he'll
1: be about to turn 32 and he can come back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder if we'll really ever see him in the league again, to be honest. Maybe. Maybe in the, maybe on the back end of a roster, but nowhere no, we're playing any major role he did last year. this year. That's maybe the last time he plays a major role with an NBA team. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. Um, should we move on some, to something a little less somber? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, all all
1: right. right. I'll go, I'll go, and then we'll switch to our final segment. Okay. So, posting and toasting. That is the Knicks SB Nation website. It's very good. Shout to Seth Rosenthal. Um, they're talking about, or they aggregated something from Mark Berman, talking about Frank Nilakina. About people. The Knicks reportedly shopping Nilikina for a late first or early second. I would not give him a first-round pick for Frank Nilakina. However, I like Frank Nilakina and Adam. I want to bounce a stupid trade at you. Throw it off me. The Pacers trade pick 18 to the Brooklyn Nets or pick 27 and pick 31. And then immediately. Send pick 31 to the Knicks for Frank Nilakina. So is moving back nine spots worth Frank Nilakina to you? I don't know that it is, but I was just thinking of creative ways to make that happen because I like Frank.
0: So in my opinion, I guess I've... I don't know if it's it on this show or since it before the show, but I think any pick out to the lottery is a crapshoot. <laughs> I mean, it, it is yeah. like rolling dice and praying... You know who
1: else is a crapshoot, though, is Frank Nilakina.
0: <laughs> no, but here's the thing. is He's a crapshoot, but I think he is more... A more proven quantity. where like, we've seen flashes of this from him. We, you know what I mean? Like you've seen something. Yeah, his defense different. is spectacular, right? And and you would think, like we talked about earlier, with the Pacers' development and all the thing they can do with these players, is could they if they got a guy no clean in there, you know, giving up like a, I don't know if you give eighteen, but it's something in the twenties maybe or a third, you know. 30,
1: yeah I would definitely not up give it. up 18 for Nilakina straight up. Absolutely no, not. but
0: like I think something in the 20s is about the right value for him, considering you pretty much have control of him for but two more years at least. Yep. You control shit for agency, obviously. So if you wanted to do that, whatever. And he's not super expensive, right? I mean, he was what the seventh, eighth pick
1: in the draft. Yeah, his uh his contract is right in front of me. Next year it is four point eight five million.
0: Yeah, so it's actually the kind of if you can get really minutes at him, he's the perfect player. You want that spot great problem,
1: fifth guard, a great risk for a second, an early second to me. The, the problem is I'm
0: all about it. It is risky though. I understand. The problem is, is do you, you were lying. Do you have too many young guards in like, can you have <laughs> ham? If yeah. you have him and holiday, do you have too many cooks in the kitchen? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I understand. Like, you need some more forwards, is what I'm. looking I at. just
1: wanted. I read it, and I've always been a French Frank fan because of his defense. And I was like, hmm, I wonder how they can make this work. And the Brooklyn Nets, the only team that has two picks that I feel like are close in value for a straight up pick trade. Like if yeah. you don't include any players, if Brooklyn you can. Second round this year too, don't they? No, 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 not yet. Next it year? has to be in the top half of the second round. I don't know when it goes unprotected. Actually, I, I, I was, haven't looked I into I that. The other side next year. Uh, I don't remember. I want to look that up while you talk, but um, yeah, that's why I thought of it because I thought, how can they, without giving up or taking in a player, move back in the draft and not lose value, and also be able to get French Frank? That's the only
0: one that I could. uh well, to me, they're they're, they're shopping Nate Frank because uh, they have Dennis Smith and they're probably getting Kyrie. They have right?
1: Dennis Smith and yeah,
0: yeah, or, <laughs> or Kappa or somebody, they they're, 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 they're uh,
1: okay. Their second-round pick is protected 45 through 60 in 2020, 2021, and 2022, and it goes unprotected at
0: 2023. Okay, so they maybe they go just their late. Until lane.
1: they miss the playoffs, they keep their second-round pick.
0: So the second-round pick is, what, 48 this year probably? It's 50, I believe. Okay, because some tie records they probably won. They
1: won the coin flip, so they move up in the first round and back in the second Yeah, round.
0: okay, so that probably isn't enough to get. No, no, no.
1: Well, I mean, the Knicks are not the smartest Frenchs on the planet. <laughs> yeah i'm not sure that that gets you anything
0: um maybe no.
1: 31 maybe 31 and 50 or something okay. like that i don't know
0: well so so i think with the pacers because of their small market status and their inability to really sign any major free agents that they're the kind of team that has to almost take like take these chances on guys who are young who maybe have been in the bad situations very similar to oladipo and d'angelo russell in a sense where like guys who have this potential who people really liked but whatever reason they've been sort of held down or haven't been able to kind of blossom into player they were but the Pacers because of their stability in their organization because of their development because of whatever they have going on there what's ever in the water and in Indianapolis they can kind of develop these guys into players that they should be and that's where you get a lot of value out of because they're really cheap and they help bring in like that's how you collect top 100 players without having to like constantly draft them because you guys are in the because they're in the late 20s every year early 20 picks and it's like that like it's it's kind of the play that fits their mold of like we need to we want to find a really good player we have to kind of Pull it out of the, I'd pull it out of, out of the rough almost. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I mean, the thing is, is he's the is he the right one, or are there other ones out there that you should.
1: Be I, I get why a lot of people wouldn't like Frank. <laughs> one look at his shooting percentage, you go, holy shit, that's horrible. But I understand. That's why I would not give up a first form, especially not eighteen. But
0: yeah, but the next spacing is crap too.
1: I think he might even be better as like a wing than a guard. He's like six six. How big is he? Six six. Yeah, he's very skinny 6'6", but he's 6'6".
0: I mean, he could probably play a little bit of three if he really wanted to. I know, I know. I mean, it's it,
1: a very off the wall idea, but I wanted to talk about. Uh, it. The, I literally read the article this morning, and I was like, God, oh, it's something to talk about. Sure.
0: And his defense fits with the it's like, great. really good, developing defensive players, and they would love to have a guy that size. That his it's arm like, like
1: you know like what we like about Ed because he's so long, like that's <laughs> that's Frank.
0: <laughs> yeah, because Frank
1: first showed in France a lot of off the dribble stuff, which Ed could have. He did that in the G League, but I just I wanted to throw it out there.
0: You're talking about Ed, Edmund Sumner, Sumner. Right? Yeah, I'm just making yeah. sure. You know, I don't think a lot of people call him Ed. Ed. Maybe the only one calls him Ed, Tony. <laughs> That's okay. I, I know he's your favorite player, but not everyone knows what Ed is not
1: <laughs> my favorite player, but I do quite like what I what we have in Ed.
0: Yeah, Ed. I mean, <laughs> I, mean uh, it, yeah. I think Nokina has more. I mean, has more proven NBA experience than I me. Mean, he does for sure. Oh, but like, he
1: does. He, yeah, does. he NBA player,
0: yeah. Okay. There's a
1: reason I mean, one was picked eighth and one was picked 52nd.
0: I mean, plus if you get Nokina, you can trust him to play. You could probably get rid of one of like you can. Get rid of Corey Joseph or Darren Collins for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much you trust him to play, but the fact that he's 6'6 and can maybe play three positions, you have a spot for him. Anyway, that off the wall idea. I thought I'd
0: throw it on. No, not a bad one. I think there's a people lot of – ta- People love when we talk about this stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see if there's anybody like like that that they try to look for in the draft. Or not the draft, like trading their pick for, sorry. Like some kind yeah. of player that's good-ish but not great and undervalued and whatever one-
1: it's like because this draft, this, the the way this draft is structured where the tier after like the third tier is like pick 10 through pick
0: 35. I think moving of,
1: back makes a lot of sense.
0: Also, Nelkina is 21 years old. Yeah, he's
1: three and a half years younger than me.
0: Nobody is developing twenty 21 years old. It's crazy. I'm I'm older than him, and I'm not developed yet. <laughs> and he's playing NBA games and making I want moves. to make a
1: puberty joke, but I won't. I won't. Oh, shut up. <laughs> We'll take one more break and then do our, uh, our our Conley segment. Yeah.
0: All right. Tony teased it. We are going to do a Mike Conley segment for like the ninth podcast in a row.
1: <laughs> well, this one is different, Adam. This one's it- not just us speculating or having a Grizzlies guy. This one is because the Grizzlies moved up.
0: Yes. So the Grizzlies went from what? The eighth spot to the no ninth spot to the second spot in the NBA draft. No, you're right. Thing. Eight to two. Thank God for the new rules. Um, yeah, I,
1: I, <laughs> the new I, rules really did go great for the Pacers.
0: <laughs> okay, but two two things. Did you see one that the Wizards, when they did the balls, were actually like when the when it came down to like the last ball, they, they one away, yeah, went away. And two, that it bumped like what did the Cavs? The Cavs got basically the Cavs lost LeBron and got a lower pick than the Lakers, which is hilarious too. Yeah, the Cavs got bumped three spots down.
1: <laughs> I mean, great. That's also great for the Pacers, the divisional opponent. Yeah, five instead of two. Yes. Um, um, so, some of you may have listened already. Zach Lowe and Kevin Arnovitz talked kindly ramifications of this draft. And there is – the first valid point I want to bring up is, like, some teams do the thing where it's like, hey, let's have this guy stay until the trade deadline and mentor our guy. So they don't have to trade him. Um, but every Grizzlies person I have talked to, which is mostly people who cover the – let me phrase that. That is people who cover the team, not anyone who works for the Grizzlies. So I have no – in for, but they'll say the odds that Conley gets traded now has basically doubled because it is extremely likely, given reporting and uh, draft boards, that they pick Morant. So uh, Conley potentially more available. Conley seems like a first option for a lot of teams that can't usually pull stars, a la Utah, Indiana, Detroit, uh, and the backup plan for a bunch of really good teams who have big ambitions this summer, a la. Boston, LA Lakers, maybe even the Clippers, although that seems uh, not like a Clippersy move. move. Uh, the Heat, the Knicks, maybe even the Mavericks. They're going to get
0: like three superstars. They don't need Mike Conley. Who? Clippers. They're going to get like Kawhi and somebody. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, I know, I know. I, I, I said LA Lakers, and then I was like, hmm, Clippers. But yeah, you're right. You are correct. No, that was not smart. Anyway, I named all the other teams. So his market is somewhat robust, uh, which is interesting to me. But because there's more ramifications... That we can talk about. Adam is making fun of me in Google Docs right now. Um, but, uh, because there are more ramifications that could happen, we wanted to talk more about this. So uh, you want to go team by team on the list we made here, Adam? Or what do you, how do you want to uh, start?
0: I think we should group them, actually. Group them? So okay. I think we should do a tier. A Lakers, Celtics, Knicks tier. These are ben. the teams.
1: Yes. Okay. Those are the t- Okay. The teams with lofty aspirations. Teams with not lofty aspirations.
0: Oh, no. So what's do that tier, then we'll do a tier of, let's say, Mavericks. What are you ranking here? So, I I was kind of doing it. You vote a yes, no asset list? Yes.
1: Who has better assets than the Pacers? I was going to do a Jazz Mavericks tier.
0: And then I was going to do a Heat. The Heat,
1: that's it. yeah.
0: And the reason I, also the reason I list the Lakers and the Knicks together, because I think one of those three teams will get Kyrie Irving. I know you think the Nets will go, Kyrie might go to the Nets, but... (laughs) If you're betting, man, one of those three teams are in the favorites, right? Those are the three favorites to get Kyrie. Um, So you can eliminate one of them going for Conley if Kyrie ends up there. And then I think also one of those three teams will probably end up with Davis, which means you can maybe eliminate them as well if they lose the assets to go get Davis. They really give up a ton of stuff for him.
1: Yeah, one of those teams – that's why I said a backup plan thing earlier. You know, it's like they have these goals of Kyrie or whoever the heck, Kawhi, KD. There's so many guys with K names. Kemba.
0: Oh, and Kemba could go one of those three teams too also.
1: So if their fallback plan is dump their least favorite asset to get Mike Conley in the door because he's very good and can fake sell to the people who thought their team would improve a bunch this offseason that they're getting that guy.
0: Yeah. So I think if you're the Pacers, what are you comfortable giving up before you feel like you're kind of giving up too much for Conley? Sabonis in a first? Is that, one, that where you feel comfortable?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Right. I, I think you prefer Holiday in a first, but I don't know if you could get, you could get a team to do that, right? I don't think so, especially now that they're getting Morant. Yeah. So Sabonis in a first and that's still a lot to me because I like Sabonis a ton, so it makes me kind of nervous. Um so what so like, right? So like what teams can beat that that offer?
1: Uh it depends what they're willing to give up if they're desperate and such, but like so, you know, if the Lakers don't get whoever they want, they've got assets out the wazoo. So would you um,
0: rather so let's do this? Um the Lakers have that fourth pick, but is that – Number not giving...
1: four, they probably would not give up. Although okay. if it was just number four, maybe they would. Yeah. I think the odds of the Lakers picking number four is damn near zero. Uh, I think that trade goes for somebody else. I think it goes for
0: – well, you know It might go for Collin. That would be the move. But the problem with the draft I mean, is three
1: – It's teams. three guys. Exactly. That's why I think it's very draft. likely they don't pick at four.
0: So, But so the, their, their assets listed real quick are – Ingram,
1: Lonzo, Kyle Kuzma, number four. Uh, those are
0: all, all better than Sabonis, probably, right?
1: Um, yeah, I think so.
0: Just because yeah. they're younger and they're in terms of trade value, but yeah, yeah trade value. So those four, yeah. those are for the Celtics. Obviously, you want to put like Tatum, Tatum,
1: Brown, yeah. Smart. Uh, they pick so four. Smart a better trade
0: asset than Sabonis? Even, that even? Okay. even to me. So put Smart down, and then they have a future Memphis pick. That's also... they got.
1: Good. They got they got a future Memphis pick and a Clippers pick and three picks this year.
0: <laughs> God, the three picks this year are all. We talked about it. It's 14, 20, pick. 22. I, I think those are all throw-ins. Those are not. Those are just as good as the Pacers' first round 14. pick, but they're not better. It's a bonus in any of them.
1: No. Okay. No, they're
0: so, not. So, so I mean, right, don't
1: me- list them. Don't list them. The You're Memphis
0: right. pick might be because it's unprotected in like two years. It and is. It um, is better. Memphis pick is better. Well, with the potential, is better. It could end up being a crappy pick, anyways. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to be very good in two years. But if you want to, you, know. you don't know.
0: I mean, over Jaw, you don't know where who they trade for Conley. You don't know. They could end up with you know. They could be. A borderline playoff team. It was a good pick, but fifteen isn't a great a great pick in any draft, usually. No,
1: you're right. Uh, Knicks. We're hovering over the Knicks now. Uh the Mavs unprotected pick. Uh and they have another Mavs pick, but I don't think the second one will be good. And then uh they have Dennis Smith. I don't I don't know how if he has more value.
0: Mass pick one what, eighth right now this year in this draft. The Knicks? No, the Knicks pick for the Mavs this year. What pick did they take?
1: They don't have the Mavs pick this year.
0: Oh, the Hawks do. That's right.
1: The Hawks do. They the Knicks have a lot of like high potential guys like Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson.
0: Do, and then do, no- do they have the math twenty twenty one or twenty 2020 twenty pick? Twenty twenty one unprotected. That's probably not even that good of a, an asset, to be honest. It's pretty good. Unprotected's always pretty good. Yeah, but assuming
1: Doncic. The protected one is bad. It's just Doncic. Their other pick is gone and Porzingis. Yeah, but assuming
0: that Porzingis stays and you've done it, that team is probably a playoff team in two years. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's, I think it's a pretty good asset. Uh, I mean, it's a good asset, but it's not. I, I would bet they would. It's going to be in the teens if I had to take it right now, right?
1: There. What did we say? Sabonis was well, on the trade thing last week. Eight to fourteen, eight to twelve, something like that.
0: I mean, he might even. I mean, to be honest, I don't know. Teams' picks are always sometimes considered more valuable than it's players. Type
1: number three: Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson. Okay. <laughs> and Mitchell Robinson is a big fat maybe, because and Zach Lowe said this too. Zach Lowe was at the draft combine, actually talking to people. It's like. He's intriguing. A lot of people are like, oh, Mitchell Robinson. But like, he definitely, there's, I'd say, 90 to 95% of scenarios he ends up worse than Sabonis. He just has a lot of intrigue right now. Well, some of that Knicks
0: comes pick. from being on the Knicks. The Knicks had the third pick, theoretically, if they wanted did to
1: do that. I said number
0: three, did I not? Oh, I did not hear you say that. I'm sorry. I said I did, number three, knocks Rob. I did not write it down. So if we
1: look I at one,
0: it. <laughs> I did. So if we look Hit at it. Oh.
1: It's killing me. I can't see anything. There it <laughs> is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we look at this list now to get for any of these. So you're probably going to, have to compete against one of these teams, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Like I guess yeah. the Kyrie ends
0: up on one that eliminates uh, that one, and then David ends up in the other one, or maybe the same one. Then Denver, that's all in the question,
1: no, right? but Like like Kyrie goes to the to the Lakers, then the Celtics get AD, and then the Knicks get KD. Like maybe then they all say no. But I guess then the Knicks would probably try to do it.
0: Right, if the Knicks got got KD and Kyrie, would they go for Conley or would they go for Davis? No, I
1: said Kyrie goes to the Lakers, but yeah.
0: No, I'm saying like so if the Knicks get so the second. The Knicks get KD, they'll try to get someone else good. Right, but then is that third pick? That's what you're trading. Also, is that third pick? I don't know. I don't know if you. I don't know if you put Knox in a matter and particularly if that beats the Pacers the bonus in a first round pick. To be honest,
1: man, people love Knox trade value. I don't see it. I just don't think he's going to be that good.
0: I mean, the way Sabonis plays in the garden, you might want to have him there all the time. I do not like Kevin Knox. You remember the way Sabonis played in the garden this year? He may have missed like two shots.
1: <laughs> yeah, that game where they won on the fad saving the ball play and Sabonis had thirty <laughs> without missing. That was the most
0: point without a shot missed till uh, Thomas Bryant broke it later. That was
1: Halloween. That was super fun. That was Halloween. Yeah,
0: and then Thomas Bryant broke the record later in the year in that weird overtime game against the uh, oh who did they play? Was the Raptors maybe? I don't know. Something crazy.
1: Yeah, Kevin Knox was hor my god.
0: Don't look at his uh, b ball ref page
1: today. That's that's what I mean. Is so I, what do you think his BPM was? For reference, zero is average.
0: Like a minus one. Minus six. Ooh, crap.
1: <laughs> six.
0: Box plus wow, that's really bad.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I know that advanced stats aren't everything and like Knox showed skills and could get better, but uh terrible too. Yeah, that's uh that's uh that's a it kind was, of alarming. It was terrible. That's as bad as like uh like staff was plus six. <laughs>
0: He was as bad as Steph was good. Yeah.
1: He's last. If you just start by BPM on guys with 1,000 minutes, he's dead last. Oh, man. But that team was terrible. They account. were horrible. I know. I know.
0: Just it's him. hard to have an impact and you're squeezing your way around. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I guess all these teams probably could beat the pages offer for Conley.
1: Yes. I'm fair exactly. to say. but That's question, what we're so, playing with them in this tier. Tier
0: two. Question, well, the question is, will will they?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that it, it, a lot of this is hard because we're relying on what other guys do, and I have no
0: idea. Especially also,
1: Kyrie's just a weirdo, and I have no
0: idea what the thinking. Also, do you think these three teams know who they get by June June twenty fourth, the draft probably. day? Probably. Right? Do you think they know they're getting guys by June twenty fourth or not?
1: Uh, what really matters is the draft, isn't it? Twenty first? Am no, I crazy?
0: It's 21st. I just said the twenty fourth. That was the day. I, I,
1: yes. I, okay. Sorry. I
0: just said a, a yeah. Probably. Day. Okay, because if they don't know, that could be the one. The Patriots have is they know. Who, you know, they're not getting any of those guys anyway so that uh, they can make the trade on June 20. Right. With the, pick, with the pick and pick the guy that Memphis wants. Right. If that was the case. Yeah. Right. That's the one. But Memphis has a, the um,
1: problem here is like, say everything breaks right for a bunch of teams and now Memphis is stuck with a bunch of shooters. So they're going to want to act fast too.
0: Yeah. Not,
1: I, aren't, those three teams are not going to want to act fast.
0: No, Memphis is going to want to make this trade but probably on the draft day. Yes, because I agree the most value at the be- peak time that's when they can teams will they'll view players at the highest assets at that point too like just it, to me it seems like those three teams that league or, so Knicks, Mike Conley has their backup plan and I don't see them pulling a trigger on June whatever draft day unless they really know they're getting these guys which they might you know who knows the NBA everybody campers anyways but <laughs> unless they really know that they're not going to want to pull the trigger because that Mike Conley is not their first option none of those teams Mike Conley is not no. their option. No. because he makes too much money that he blocks him getting any other superstar Yes. Side note, they
1: moved a free agency start to June 30th at, at 6 p.m. So, I mean, I'm going to have a great – Oh,
0: I didn't heard the other day. I didn't think about
1: it. Yes. That means we want to stay Me up. you early. can crush it. We'll be up late. We'll do another live show.
0: Yeah, we want to be, like, up until, like, 2 a.m. We can
1: react to everyone. That'll be fun.
0: Yes, that will be good. Oh, we, we should be doing, like, like, um, what's the Periscope or some shit like that? We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, ooh. We'll figure something out. With, uh, yeah.
1: Anywho. All right, the next tier is the equal with Pacers tier – Although I think we have one team in this year that shouldn't be and that's Dallas. But So it's just um, yes, I think so. They got okay. uh, I'm gonna pull up their their page, but they got Dante Exum, Grayson Allen, their own pick this year, and I'm missing one guy.
0: So this is the fear, right? Is that the three teams at the top don't go after Conley, but then you get into a bidding war with the Jets, who have basically the same package, and then it's what do the
1: same level of package, yeah? Because
0: because Grayson Allen is comp to Aaron Holiday, so then you have right. So if you look at it like Grayson Allen is comp to um, Holiday. Um, Xum is probably comp as a bonus and then their picks are relatively the same but a little bit higher pick but that's And they
1: they loved Xum they weren't even willing to include him in this trade last year. Both team the, the, the Grizzlies wanted Xum and the Jazz yeah. wouldn't include you know well, That's so, important because the value is, is
0: how much the other team values the guy well, and how much the current team does. Yeah, well because the thing is if you can get Colin without giving up an asset like a real asset that's worth it like a pick oh, is not a real asset. Oh duh. Like, that's what the Jazz are trying to do. And that's what the Page would love to do. Pacers to get Conley and keeps a bonus and Holiday, it'd be like the, a dream come true. But that's yeah. the problem. Right? If they get into a bidding more with the Jazz. They're screwed. I agree. Because either they win it by giving up too much or they lose it and then they're back to square one.
1: And plus, the Jazz have like Tony Bradley to throw in on the fringes. He's like the Sumner version for them. They've got, I already said Royce and Young, but they've got like a tradable oh, contract for Cephalosha and Derek Favor. It's like they, they got a pretty good package.
0: Yeah, no, I think they're about even. I think you don't want to be in a bidding war. And the weird thing is, the Jazz and the Pacers are pretty much in the exact same situation. Exact I mean, same. It's crazy. Before. It's creepy. Well, and they've been this way for years. I mean, the Jazz basically copied the Pacers' model of a team. And <laughs> the, the Jazz copied their 2013, 2012 13 model Pacer team with a strong center, with Gordon Hayward at one point was there and Mitchell. I mean, it's just, it's weird. It's identical. It's almost the way these teams have been copied through each other.
1: Yeah, I give, I give the Jazz a lot of credit.
0: No, I mean, it's, I mean, The Pacers like credit too.
1: No, I mean, just to stay good with Hayward leaving and building around, like they did a good job. It's almost like a team that lost Paul George at the same thing. (laughs) I always think about how much I love Dennis Lindsay as a GM. I wonder if it's because he does exactly a lot of the moves the Pacers do that. Yeah, well,
0: they're the same market size, same kind of. Like The, the Jazz, i basically the same team in the, each conference. You know what I mean? They're like the, yeah. the team that's always kind of good but never great and can't get over the hump or whatever it is, but it's got talent and all this stuff. The other um, team, and they had oh the same spot where they have a really good one, probably two guard realistically and a center so they could use a really good point guard in my Conley's caliber too.
1: So the other guy that I had or the other team that I had in this tier for Conley was the Dallas Mavericks. Um, this would also involve them swinging and missing on uh, the guys that they actually want. But they've got a package that includes Justin Jackson uh, and Jalen Brunson, although they've given away so many of their picks that it's harder for them to throw together much else beyond that. And they're going to have to use their cap space as their biggest thing. So it's a little bit harder for them.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're on this tier. I think the Jazz. They
1: down for a reason.
0: Okay, so I think the Jazz are on a tier of their own with the Pacers, and it's about the same. And it's what it's what Memphis values more essentially. Yep. Right. That's what it comes down to. Yep. 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 So the next tier, you you said it's the Mavs.
1: The Mavs. I just named all theirs. The Heat are interesting because the, Pat Riley loves to do these kind of things, and they could offer Dragic. Uh I wonder if. If that has any value to the Grizzlies, because then you get your point guard for one year who can be the guy to mentor Morant, and then he's just gone, and that's it. Um, and they're not totally devoid of, of stuff below that. They've got the 13th pick. I don't think they would trade Justice Winslow, but they have Justice Winslow. They have Bam. I don't think they would trade Bam. Uh, Josh Richardson, same thing. They've got a lot of guys that are like maybe trade
0: ideas and they could do something. So what's the heat motivation to make this trade? They want to be good again. But does Conley even make them good again, really? Yes. But how good? Like, six seed?
1: Uh, they won 39, I bet, with Conley. They won 45,
0: which is six seed, and that's good enough for them. Yeah, that, to me, it feels like that's not where they want to be. They want to be, you know, they want to be a contender, right? Yeah.
1: That's not their only move.
0: Right. I guess Conley is the – well, they don't have the Cavs to anybody else, do they? I don't know what they'll do. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know I, what they will do. I don't know. Just don't see the motivation behind the Heat doing it, unless you know. Can I lock? Can, can I do else. a
1: trade that I consider a lock this summer? Okay, go ahead. at you. Either Deion Waiters or James Johnson, one of those two, plus pick thirteen or Jr. Smith and pick six. Okay. So the Cavs or they don't get pick six for Jr. Smith. So they get like fifteen mil of cap space in in to to get. Uh, off of money, uh, and the Cavs get a pick. It just seems like it makes too much sense.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know what Miami's cap cushion is right now. And look at it real fast.
1: Uh, bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, bad. Like, let's
0: look. How, let's look how bad, real quick. Maybe um, they,
1: don't the, the Cavs have a late pick. That's what I want to throw in there.
0: So, 1920, 20, they have one hundred thirty million committed salaries already. Yeah, they're, assuming they're, Whiteside they're off, they're, off they're and Dragic option which if, they both. So they work. could
1: trade. They could trade waiters in thirteen. Or J.R. Smith and like 26 or whatever the Cavs have from um somebody.
0: So so I think it's safe to say Whiteside's going to opt in, right? I mean, oh, duh. he might have already done it. <laughs> <laughs> he might have already filled out of the paperwork. Yeah, just well you can't submit until July 1, right?
1: Right, right. right. No, you can. He's a de- most deadlines are before July 1 for
0: player Oh, option. okay. Well then he probably definitely opts in. Um <laughs> So I mean that even if they get rid of 15 million, it doesn't do enough for, them for this offseason. They're waiting until next offseason. No, They're
1: they ready. want to get the full MLE though if they
0: want to if they get Conley and want to get good. Okay, so to me, it seems like they want to send out the same amount of salary for a Conley as they bring in which they have to, obviously.
1: And, <laughs> then they don't have enough all of a sudden.
0: Well, no, and then and then hope in 2021 having Conley and being decent gets you a free agent superstar. Right, right. That's that's the game plan. That's the motivation. Because they have they will have about a max cap number in 2021, 2020,
1: 2020
0: to 2021 off season. Yes. Right.
1: The year they could, they could have a max guy, depending on what they do
0: this summer. Yes, but they well, they don't have the ability to go really get a max guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, they could get a get get a full mid level guy though.
0: Yeah, but that's not a max guy. That's ten
1: million that cuts into your max space.
0: Oh, I got you. But well, no, but they have – so right, right now, they're looking at a $70 million Oh, I they way really more than that. So even a $10 million guy cuts into it. Yeah, Whiteside
1: makes so much that it's – like it Yeah, Whiteside
0: probably I mean, combined 40-something, 50, yeah. mi- almost $50 million combined. <laughs> Holy crap, that's a lot of money to pay for two guys who can't be on the court. Poor Miami. Oh, poor Miami. Um, all right, And so the last team we had on this tier was the Pistons.
1: Yeah, they, they were rumored to go for him at the trade deadline with Reggie Jackson in their first. Uh, between their first, which is 15 – uh, Luke Kennard, Thon, uh, Bruce Brown, who started for them all season at the three. They don't have the worst package of all time, but they have to take back bad money because both of these teams are over the cap. So it's not easy, especially if they don't want to include Kennard, which I don't think they do.
0: Um, yeah, I think it's also worth noting. I would assume, the Chris are going into tank mode, they want to be at the salary floor for next year. Uh, I don't know. To do it, at least. I don't know if they have a lot of value of getting off a ton of money, but yes. Well, if they get off $32 million off the Conley with not taking equal salary back when they came with the Pacers, that's huge.
1: Even without 32000000 million, they're over the cap, aren't they?
0: What is the, what is the Grizzlies?
1: They are bone-ed with Parsons. Oh, that's right. I, I was...
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, as soon as you say Parsons, everyone's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they definitely want
0: to be as low to this as possible.
1: Yes, they do want to be as low as possible just for their owner not paying okay, as much. So they have
0: 119 committed for next year. Um,
1: 125 so, is what I'm seeing. What am I seeing differently? Than oh,
0: why are, I am on B ball ref, so I could be on Sports uh, Track. Is better if you're on Sports Track, it's probably better.
1: I'm on uh, the mighty Eric Pincus's Basketball Insiders page. Okay, anywhom, uh, yeah, a lot of it's like Valanciunas could opt out, but he won't, and stuff like that. Um, anywhom, they, they they can't really get to the floor, they just can't get to the floor. So I think We're they off. might just suck. There, I think they, I think they might hard. just.
0: 25, get rid of 30. Yeah, no, they can't.
1: They might just suck it up for their last year of Parsons and then go for the floor.
0: <laughs> what is the floor for this year? It's
1: 70-something because it's 30 mil below.
0: Is that what the floor really is? Yeah, it's super low. Out the floor, you have to be like 85% of the cap each year. No?
1: Uh, no, because it was uh, like in the 60 millions when the bulls were below it, the year the cap jumped up a ton.
0: Oh, it's ninety percent. I'm done. Yeah. I'm so they, ninety-one. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a percentage. It's not a number. Yeah.
1: So ninety percent of one hundred nine million is still like uh, ninety-nine million. Yeah. yeah.
0: They can't. They
1: can't. They'll get. I guess they could get close. Yeah. They they'll
0: get close to the floor. Is what I mean. They could. They could get close to it as possible. I think that's the goal for them.
1: That's true.
0: They get rid of college. They're going to only take back like ten million in salaries. They're looking at about one hundred three, and they can get, get rid of somebody else somehow. I don't know.
1: They signed a guy this season named Dusty Hannah's, and I've never even heard of him. That's like one of those sporkles you do where you get every guy but one on a team, and, yeah. you, and you can't remember who Dusty Hannah's is. Did he play? He did. He played in two games. I don't
0: know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So to me, it, to me, the Pacers are not competing in any of these three teams. And even so, here's the thought Does Holiday in a first beat any of the other teams' offers as well? Probably the Heats, given what we just figured out. With the Pistons, too, right?
1: Yeah, if they throw in some stuff with the bad money, maybe. Like I, think that's, I think that's even with the Pistons better than the Heat and Mavs.
0: So I, I got a question. Would you rather give up – so can you give up this year and next year's first-round pick if you drafted already? Right? Yeah. Yep. So would you rather just give up the next two-year's first-round pick for Conley and give up nothing else? Would that be like the – That bright, would
1: be tight. That would be very cool.
0: Right? That would be the ideal situation, right? because then you get to keep your basic entire roster and then you take it into space and then you have to figure out the rest of the, the money real fast, but you can
1: no clue why the Grizzlies would want that. But yeah.
0: Well, if they just want to get rid of his money,
1: they probably want one. Yeah. But I mean, if it's a bonus and holiday, are the guys, it's not much money. I, th- I think they would want at least one guy that they're like, yeah, this guy yeah. should be something.
0: But Tony, you do that, you literally are under the cap.
1: I don't. why would they want to be under the cap?
0: Because they're a pranking team. They're probably going to be in Seattle in two years. I don't no, know. I know. I know. Not. The stadium's really There's nice.
1: no value to me in Memphis being under the cap.
0: I mean, there is in the sense that you, the owner gets more money. I mean, that's the value.
1: Wha? You get I the mean, same amount of money as long
0: as you're under the tax. No. I mean, there's like a few million dollars there you could save. Wha? That won't happen. I know. I don't think – I'm just I'm just. Long-term, curious. it doesn't make it. It's a short-term move. You know, here's the thing. With all these superstar trades, a lot of times they end up going for a lot less than we think they're going to do because – that's when it true. Do it. Teams don't want to really make the move, or they or they don't, you know, trust. You know, Conley's a little better because he's on a contract where you know you have for two years. Where the one year thing, especially, kind of does, as like like Davis, I think will go for a lot less than we think because he only has one year left. You don't know if he's resigning, resigning or not. Um, but so I mean, I, I don't know if there's some point where it ends up being like Conley ends up actually becoming like almost like like a liability in a sense. Like you know, the yeah. Jazz offered Rubio on a first round pick because they thought Conley really isn't that valuable of a deal because of all his baggage of contract and baggage of injury. And wonder if that's how you get him for a cheating. They
1: didn't even get a first round pick for Marcus Sol.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's the thing is these teams are very hesitant to make moves. And so if you give up, if it might come down to where no team wants to make a move and the Rizzi do want to get rid of him desperately, they just accept two first round picks and are out. Cause that's, that's that you can possible. sell it to your fan base for sure.
1: That's possible.
0: And you can, you can say, well, one's an 18. That's a value. That's a somewhat valuable pick. And you can say, well, this is probably going to be okay. So it'll be a 20 pick and we get rid of all his salary. Now we can go sign some other guys or whatever. Make a case for it. You could. I mean, would you rather do that or do Rubio in a first from the Jazz?
1: Uh, I don't know. Rubio is a free agent, so they can't trade him. Okay,
0: but that—that that was the offer before. Yes. So it was something similar, right? It was like basically an expiring and a first.
1: Like, I think the expiring
0: was the sexiness of that offer. Yeah. I think so it I'm was
1: saying. Rubio favors because of money,
0: but. Oh, okay. You might. I, I was just looking at the Jazz. site. So I, I thought I just saw Rubio in a first on it, but.
1: Man, I, I don't remember. Any whom. Yeah, it, it's hard. I don't know. I, the whole point of this massively long exercise was to say the trade market is more robust than we might, and by we, I mean me, might have originally made it out to be.
0: I don't know. I just, I always think Superstar is going for less than we think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, they just Jimmy do. Butler went
1: for more than I thought he'd go for.
0: What did, what did Jimmy go for event?
1: Bias Harris went for way more than I thought he'd go for.
0: Well, did, but what did Jimmy go for?
1: Jimmy Butler went for uh, Darius Saric and Robert Covington.
0: Yeah, that's not really anything.
1: That's a ton.
0: I mean it's wow, it's it, you have no faith in either of those guys. I they would I both mean, start on the Pacers next year. Okay. <laughs> what I mean by that is it's 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 not earth moving assets. It's two va- very valuable role players, but it's not like superstar, superstar, top five pick kind of movies. Two
1: very animal. good starters is a lot to give up.
0: Yeah, but it's not the kind that people write books about or like people talk about constantly well, like yeah. Do they- I don't
1: think you're writing a book about the Conley trade hall. No, but I mean, Even people... Even if it's like, a bonus, that's not a book-writing guy.
0: No, but I'm saying it's not something that, like... I mean, I honestly forgot who got traded for. That's how unimportant I thought those two guys were, to be honest.
1: I think that's because they went to Minnesota.
0: I yeah, Minnesota was garbage. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I just mean, like, that isn't, like... That's no better than what the Patriots got originally for for Turner... Or for uh, George, I mean, sorry, not Turner. You know uh, I mean? the
1: perceived value was lower, probably. probably.
0: Yeah, but, like... In, it I mean, tripped out better, yeah, obviously. No, but it was really... What you thought it was was two guys who could be in the rotation, two rotation players for Paul George, Essentially, that's what you originally thought it was. Maybe some well, maybe I didn't know yet, but that was yeah. the thought, right? I don't know. And so that's kind I of. And honestly, it's so hard. it clouds my judgment so much now that it's been two years. Well, and honestly, Tobias Harris probably got more trade value than Jimmy Butler did. That was insane. I mean, that was just stupidity. I mean, let's be honest, that was just. I stu- still don't understand that. That was just stupidity by a, by a, an anti GM trying to prove himself, but um.
1: Ooh, first. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
0: We're rehashing nothing now. But that's what I mean. I, I I think we'll be surprised when Davis goes for a little bit less than we thought he would. Yeah. Because I think the market will dry out because he's got one left and he's trying to finish his way to L- L.A. And so, you know, it'll be end up being a player and a first round pick, probably.
1: We'll see. I so, look forward to it.
0: Yeah. I think it's been and the that, most exciting. This is
1: the last time we'll talk about it for a
0: month. Yeah. What are we going to do the next couple podcasts? I don't know. Well, we'll have to do the next one. Draft strong. stuff. Yeah, the next one will probably be on Tuesday because it's Memorial Weekend and there's the 500 Damn, stuff. stuff. We will not, oh,
1: yeah. be, not post it until Tuesday. I'll be in D.C. too.
0: I'll be I'll back in
1: Indy. Oh, I got to talk to you about that, by the uh, way. Once right, we're, we're done recording
0: here. This recording. Um recording. <laughs> that is all for the Locked on Pacers podcast. We are doing player reviews. Continue to do those. So this week we have Tony. Who do we got this coming we this got week? We uh, got Darren Collison and Thaddeus Young this week. All right, so the two vets on the Pacers. That will be this week's preview. If you missed, we've done... Doug McDermott, TJ Leaf, and the two centers, Sabonis and Turner. The past week, check those out. Um, those will come out Wednesday and Friday. I think we're going to do Fat on Wednesday and Collison for Friday. We'll listen to those. And as always, we will be back next week with a weekly show. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Pacers. You can follow Tony at T's and you can follow me at FreeMadam5. That is all for the Locked On Pacers podcast. Have a great rest of your day.